everyone. Welcome to JoJo's World. Uh, hello, everyone. Are we doing the weird cake show? I want show? to just mm-hmm. highlight something that you do every week when you when you add to my, my intro. Yeah? You always do the same circular wave with your right hand <laughs> that no one can see. Hey, hey, I mean, maybe someone can sense it, you know? Maybe this is like a weird... The body language thing. is communicated through your voice. Exactly, yeah. I'm just being homely and... Uh, welcoming and you're here going nick don't wave at the people they can't see you i'm liam s smith one of your co-hosts and i'm nick valentine the other one of the co-hosts today we watch uh jojo's bizarre adventure a little show maybe you've heard of it it's kind of indie you know uh disrupting the anime industry by uh doing alternative practices and you know it's a real sort of indie production by a small time studio and a little known author it's been around since the fucking 80s. I mean, if you haven't learned about it now, you'll never know about it. You'll never know. It's only for we'll us. We'll hoard this knowledge. <laughs> this is what it must feel like, like. angry drag. Angry nerdy dragons. Angry nerdy dragons. We've had a lot of caffeine before this recording session. We are ready. We are prepped. I've had a Red Bull. You've had, what, two coffees? Mm-hmm. Plus a cup of tea, which has small amounts of caffeine. I've had a milkshake as well. And... A lot of onion rings. Today we watch the 57th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, the 31st episode of Stardust Crusaders, and the 7th episode of Stardust Crusaders Part 2 Battle in Egypt. The excitement goes on. It covers chapters 202 through 204 of the manga. That's actually fewer than usual. One, ah, ah, ah. Two, ah, ah, ah. Three, ah, ah, ah. Three chapters, just like every time. <laughs> that doesn't seem right, though. Cheesy couple easy. <laughs> Nick, mm-hmm. what are your uh, preliminary thoughts on this epi? I... Nick, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for me to share some wisdom <laughs> from the author of Joker's Bizarre Adventure, Hirohiko Araki. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You know what? If it's for Iraqi, I am I'm perfectly willing to forego my thoughts. <laughs> this is from volume 22 of uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which covers the uh, the end of the Mariah arc and the beginning, I think, possibly the entirety of the subsequent one. Okay, which I'm not allowed to know about. Yet. Yet. I could stay depressed about my bad memory, but that's a negative way to live. Let's look at the bright side and list the advantages of having a bad memory. <laughs> Nick, you can really use this. Go on. Number one, you can reread a book and see a movie over and over and enjoy it as much as the first time. That is true. I can do that. Number two, if you make an inconvenient promise, you can pretend that you forgot about it and still be forgiven. I have done that once. Sorry, Nick's dad. (laughs) Number three, this is the most important thing. You can keep coming up with ideas without being held back by convictions or the past. I mean, that's not really an advantage. <laughs> that sounds like that kid in that um that chick tract who is like, but if there's no God, I can do anything, even become a God myself, because I'm not being held back by convictions or the past. Oh, no. Morality doesn't exist. Nick? Yes? What are your thoughts about this episode? Preliminarily speaking. Is Araki going to interrupt this time? No. Oh, okay. I like it. These are my thoughts. That's pretty I mean, brief. I mean, you know, it's it's just an extension of the last one where it's a simple thing that's flipped on its head. I've got to admit, uh, much like last time, I did enjoy it more than I expected to, though I think it won't be much of a surprise to you that there's a, there's a significant sequence in the middle there that I don't think has aged particularly well. I mean, would it have something to do with the femme fatale? No. Would it have something to do with the train? No. Would it have something to do with the road? 
Oh, I know the bit you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, the pincer attack. Hasn't no, aged well. No. Oh. I'm talking about like, the vaguely homophobic bit. Oh, that. No, that's not an issue at all. That's just comedy, <laughs> Liam. Comedy. Uh, we'll discuss that more when we get up to it. Okay. I'm not going to be too negative on it, though, because I think I've made my stance and these sort of things clear. <laughs> and we like to sort of keep things positive here in JoJo's world. Jokes. Look forward to next week. <laughs> so, we start... Basically, where we picked off last time. Uh, Avdol and Joseph have both been turned into magnets. They're stuck together. Uh, They've collapsed into the middle of the road and Mariah has turned to gloat over them. She's just being a bit of an asshole right now. She's chuckling. They're like, ooh, we're stuck together, but we need to get her, but we can't. Which is basically the crux of what they do over the course of the whole episode. (laughs) Well, they can't get separated from each other yet. Because of magnets. Mm. Which is a strange thing, because magnets have poles. So surely, if they reverse the poles, they should just, you know... If they reverse the polarity, like they do in every B-grade science thing without real... Without real science at all. If I was an electrical engineer, I would... Reverse the polarity. Exactly, I would just reverse the polarity. But I'm not, so I have no authority here. So she walks away and they're like, oh, we're stuck. Where did she go? What do we do? Let's let's work together to gradually try to stand up. So they, they kind do, of with do. great effort. Yeah. And they turn around. There's, this, there's just this man staring at them. <laughs> this man, a cat, and a kid. So Joseph's like, hey. Wait. Well, first they don't really acknowledge it. Yeah, they... They're like, uh, oh, they go, we have twice the magnetic force when we're stacked together because we're both magnets. So we should try to separate ourselves. That makes sense, right? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Let's go over to that fence over there and use it to pull ourselves apart. Avdol, you've got to really engage your core muscles. Let's get a nice rhythm going. And they start sort of stepping in time and shuffling and being like, one, two, one, two. Can I just say, this is the manliest, like, three-legged race (laughs) ever. (laughs) It's pretty pretty stupid. I really enjoy the sort of comedic direction on this bit. There's a light-hearted music playing. Mm. One, two. As they look back and see this kid and a cat watching. Avdol goes, this is very embarrassing. Avdol, still very obsessed with his brand in this episode. Mm. He has an identity that he has to stick to. Joseph starts shouting at these people. He goes, uh, we're just practicing a dance. Go away. Dancing outside is the best. Uh, Yeah, sure, Joseph. uh, It's the the best. We're just rehearsing a play, I swear. Uh, Don't look at us, please. (laughs) So the people leave. And they, they go over to the fence. We made it to the fence. We're so good at, at working in sync. We can totally do this. We're just like that one episode of Evangelion where, uh, where is it Evangelion? I like saying Evangelion just to anger all the Evangelion fans. I don't really care enough about it to figure out how it's pronounced. Where Shinji and Asuka had to mo- learn to move in sync to fight the angel that for some reason they had to move in sync to fight. What? <laughs> Isn't the whole point of Evangelion that... They have their own robots. Yeah, but they were piloting. They had to pilot their ro- their separate robots in sync. But why? Because of plot. Yeah, plot. They weren't dri- they weren't drift compatible. Ah, I see. I see. You know, from that other mech thing, the Pacific Rim. Yeah, the Pacific yeah. Rim. Yeah, you got the game now. It's all good. Shh. So they've reached this fence. So I think Joseph grabs one of the. He sort of hooks his arms around. Yeah, it's two a, of the. It's a, it's a picket fence, and he yeah. hooks his arms around two of the pickets. The pickets. Yeah. That's what they're called. And he says to Avdol, um, you should slowly slide your head down my body and then move away from my toes. Because magnets have poles. So if I'm positive at my head and you're negative at your head. No. Oh, yeah. I guess if their heads are sticking together. Yeah. Then if we flip, 
will be separated. Yeah, because magnets. Because they have poles. And it's definitely not the work of magic. <laughs> this is a scientifically valid stand. And we get sort of a... Uh, you know how when you're watching an old TV show that's not, not for widescreen and sometimes they have like a weird graphic on the side to fill up the rest of the screen? Yeah. It's a little graphic type thing with magnet poles appears on the other side of the screen that looks a bit like that. And they've got the little magnet lines. Yeah. And Red for... Positive. And blue for... Negative. Kind of like that that time when Caesar and Joseph were, were all winning to use opposite polarity Hammond to drive ACDC out of Susie Q's body. It all comes full circle. Or that time we had to climb that pillar using opposite polarity Hammond out of our toes and then the other one out of our hands. It's like magic was a thing. It's like magic is magnets. I'm surprised we haven't seen more harmon usage from Joseph, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. It's the old... The old ways. It's not cool anymore. It's not. People aren't into magical martial arts anymore. They're into psychic powers. They're into logical battles with logical entities that basically exist. You keep using that word. Look, I mean, yep. So I just get the impression you may not know what it means. I mean, look, we're all perfectly cromulent beings, okay? (laughs) So we get into the part of the episode. So you... It makes me me raise my eyebrow. Okay, okay. I quite enjoyed this part just because... Well, I mean, I can explain why. So Avdol is sliding his face down Joseph's body. It's all very erotic. Well, not really. Well, it's not exactly erotic. We get a close-up on his hand sort of caressing his chest. Okay, that was erotic. And then he stops with his face sort of between his thighs. So he's halfway down, sort of like kneeling down, trying to like flip. Yeah, and he says, I just realised... This position is very risque. If people see us, they might get the wrong idea. And Joseph says, oh, don't worry, no one's watching. Camera pans out, everyone is watching. The kid's back with his friends. There's like a dozen of them. So Joseph, I think, screams out, oh my god, this is bad. Yeah, that's how this would go away. It's, we need to get out of this, this terrifying mishap or people might think we're gay, which is terrible. Yes, but here's the thing. This is why I think it's funnier. Than what you think it's not... Hang on. This is why I think it's funny compared to you think it's not funny, mm-hmm. right? Is that it's not... It's not that it's bad because they're like, Oh no, people think we're gay. It's funny because they're worried about being perceived as not themselves. So their own insecurities is like, Oh no, we shouldn't... Like, no, we shouldn't be doing this as bad. It's like, why not? Like, what? what is wrong with this? You're not doing anything. You're just trying to flip upside down. Okay, now like, you say that. I do say that. But then what happens next is uh, there's a lot of gyrations, which makes it look like Avdol is giving Joseph oral sex. Great. Hilarious. It um, is hilarious. I will say. Then Joseph is like, fine, I'll move. And then he turns and apparently his butt has opposite polarity because <laughs> they, are, they are flung away from each other dramatically. That makes sense. Yeah. Until apparently Avdol's groin has the <laughs> opposite as the opposite polarity to Joseph's butt as they are connected at the hip. Ah, I see. And now it looks like they're uh, banging. Yeah. And, you know... Fully clothed. Just like in... um, Oh, what's that in the game called? That video game that's terrible. Um, Crowded House? I don't know what that is. Neither do I. (laughs) Uh, Ride to Hell Retribution. Oh. The video game where you're a biker who fights other bikers and also you frequently have fully clothed sex with women. (laughs) Because I just didn't change the models. I mean, to be fair, it's not a bug. It's just the way the game was meant yeah, to interpret. Yeah, it's not a bug. It's just a poorly made game. <laughs> so the old lady from the previous episode who Joseph kept inadvertently 
sexually harassing, but she was into it. Oh, what a forward and aggressive approach. She shows up and she's so scandalized and she says, I didn't think you were into this sort of filth. Now, see, this is exactly what they were concerned with. And it's funny because someone else is like, oh, how dare you? It's like, it's not, it's not what it looks like, but they're not doing anything. Uh, that phrase, into this sort of filth, Ari, no, see, that, that, feels, that feels bad on her behalf. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I don't necessarily... You know, it's not a deal breaker for the series. I, mean, I just feel like it's not necessarily something that's aged particularly well, given our modern sensibilities in 2017. Well, I think it's funny just because it's not that... It's not that you should go around being like, oh, no, you shouldn't be wanting to do this sort of thing. Like, don't don't be a dick about it. But at the same yeah, time... Old lady. Yeah, don't be like, oh, no, we can't possibly look like this. This is totally bad for our appearance. You're like, wow. I mean, well done. You you appear to be having fully closed gyrations toward one another. Are you really concerned with this when it has a life-threatening stand is attacking you? This is what you care about. <laughs> I think this may outweigh your, like, embarrassment just a little bit. Yeah, Avdol. And then this is just confirming, oh, this is why I was embarrassed to do it in the first place. And you're like, well, this is funny, actually. So they're still tied together and she starts beating them with an umbrella. <laughs> Which is funny because it's like, life or death situation, umbrella hitting. Joseph says, help me, oh my god. Oh, it's the worst. Somehow they manage to get separated through this beating and they are rolling down a grass hill on the other side of the fence. <laughs> was the old woman like, how dare you never yeah, come, come back. back, you villain. Ah. <laughs> So they remark that they have to stay separated. Yep. As they're rolling down the hill. Or else. We need to stay separated. Look, there she is. Let's get her. And Mariah is there smoking again. And, uh, Wouldn't it be ironic? <laughs> what, she was smoking? <laughs> if, if she was about to beat them and then she died of lung cancer. <laughs> I don't know. Would that be ironic? I'm not sure. My stand power is indestructible. You can never defeat me. Oh. Down I go. <laughs> Emphysema. Oh no, it was my one weakness. Foresight. <laughs> tobacco. Is that what it originally is? Tobacco? No. Damn. I just sp- said it stupid because I've had a lot of coffee. Damn it. Looks like I really derailed this joke. Speaking of which, <laughs> they're like, we need to get her before she lures us into a trap. She's so wily and cunning. Let's get her. And they both take a step forward and Avdol says, oh, I think we just fell into her trap. <laughs> What do you mean? How did we fall into a trap? Well, you see, contrary to what the camera may have led us to believe with its uh, tricky angles, there wasn't just a dirt path between us and her, between them and her. There was a railroad track. Oh my god. And what are railroad tracks made of? Wood. That is an element. <laughs> that is an element. What is the uh, the element the train interacts with? Made irrelevant. Of? The rest is irrelevant. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, I believe it's a combination of steel and or some other kind of metal. Iron? <gasps> That's magnetic. I was thinking a lot the other day about that bit in The Simpsons where Bart tricks the church congregation into singing The Garden of Eden by Iron oh, Butterfly. Yes, and how, by Iron yes, Butterfly. That, just, that phrase, Iron Butterfly, was just stuck in my head for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair... That's a good it's bit. A good yeah, it's a good bit. No, like, yeah, I... The 17 minutes later bit gets me every time. Because <laughs> not, I haven't heard that song. Is have it, you not heard is that? Is it really that long? Yeah, it really is. So it starts off with like the... But then the entire middle, about 10 minutes of it, is just a drum solo. Right. So it's even funnier that there's this church organ playing this 17 minute epic that has a drum solo in the middle. Right. <laughs> 
An Iron Butterfly sounds like a name you could actually get up. Yeah, it exactly. sounds like yeah. it sounds like a JoJo's reference name. It's like, <laughs> my name is Iron Butterfly. Or just Ron Butterfly. Ron Butterfly. Oh, sick. <laughs> good times. It's good times. They both step onto the railroad track, which is made of metal, and then their feet slide together, and once again they're stuck on top of each other. Oh, what a conundrum. It's a problem, that's for sure. Yeah, it's problematic. Son of a bitch, etc. <laughs> you know, Joseph. Oh my god, son of a bitch. <laughs> the way you said it, he sounded vaguely like a, um Italian stereotype. Hey, uh, son of a bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> I've got to use a hermit. Have you heard that Mario isn't a plumber anymore? What? What are you talking about? Nintendo yeah. recently made a statement that Mario... May have been a plumber in the past. Rewriting his official biography. Basically making it his biography reflect what he actually does. Which is, he's adopted a number of roles over the course of his life. He even used to be a plumber. And a squirrel. And a doctor. He wasn't a squirrel, uh, he was a tanuki. Oh sorry, a tanuki. Yeah. A man that looks like a squirrel that isn't a squirrel. It's a Japanese animal, I believe. Shit. It's like a sort of raccoon with huge testicles. <laughs> Is that really its most prominent feature? Really? Yeah. Is that it has nuts? If you could see my smug Moving on. right now. If you could see it. Oh. Uh, the, I, I found out about this from reviewing my Twitter feed and uh, seeing an ABC News tweet about it, which was written something like, Mario, oh, Nintendo reveals Mario no longer a plumber, but has he embraced the gig economy? <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. It was funny though. It's like does a full financial analysis of Mario's future yeah. assets. Mario needs to be a disruptor if he wants to make his way in the, the uh, in the busy late capitalist society he finds himself in. Innovation and agility. That's what yeah. Mario's about these days. Plumbing is a dead industry. Hosting his tech company on a oil rig off the coast of San Francisco, allowing him to circumvent labour laws. He, he occasionally goes to the city to get new cars and new humans using his hat to work there. Oh, yes, of course. And when they are extended... Ag aggressive recruitment. <laughs> exactly. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> so there's a train coming. <laughs> there's this train coming can, on the tracks. They can feel the vibrations of a train coming. Classic Western, old-timey video conundrum. Mariah is loving it. She is just going... Oh. She's twirling her moustache. <laughs> the train will come and cut you in half. Neatly, Joseph Joestar. Bit of the old puff of the cig as well. Cigarillo. And Bit of the old flick oh, of the knee. I wish she had one of those evil cigarette holders. Like Cruella de Vil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that... That would really complete her aesthetic. No, because as the cigarette, it makes her look more evil than if she had, like, the thing. Because she's not rich. She's just... You don't know that. She's rich in good looks. And magnetism. She could be rich, but I don't think she is. Okay. Is, is she rich? We've no net. We've no way of knowing where on earth we are going, and the rowers keep on rowing, and the. Have we had too much caffeine? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I know. Yeah. The grizzly reaper mowing. And did you know that none of the actors knew that scene? Yes. Happen? Which is ridiculous. Amazing. Yeah. I like how. Um, I think it might be Veruca Salt's father is like awkwardly trying to sing along with it at first. <laughs> There is no way of knowing where on earth we are. And he's like, going. <laughs> Just, I mean, and why? At what point would you go, okay, now I should uh, That's a dope movie. Yeah, I mean, it's great. We, we did recently talk about the Tom and Jerry remake, didn't we? I think we did, yeah. yeah. I don't think it was recently, though. It was like months ago. 
Abdul, use Magician's Red to slice the rails and get us off this crazy thing. But if I slice the rails, the train will derail. And kill everyone. I mean, this is literally one of the most basic moral dilemmas yeah. out there. If I pull this lever, will the train derail and kill lots of people? But if I don't, it'll just kill one person. But I, I'll be that person. <laughs> I mean, this is... This is classic Joestar, okay? Just, do you not understand? It's basically a trolley problem. Like, come on, this is easy. I'm not doing it. Joseph sticks out his hand and Hermit Purple is a nearby post. A post. And he's like, she's out of my range, so I couldn't kill her with Hermit Purple, but I can use this post to pull us free. So he starts yanking at this post trying to get free of the rail. And Mariah, Mariah goes, it's no use, the magnetism is too strong. And Avdol's like, keep pulling, you can do it. So he keeps pulling. There's a lot of tension. The mu- there's music shots of the approaching train. And uh, uh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good because then that post breaks. <gasps> no, his one hope. Maria declares her victory and we get a clear shot of her eyes for the first time. Yeah, I was wondering if we'd actually gotten a shot of her eyes yet. But... I don't, not in this episode, certainly, and not since the chase began. Yeah. Possibly when she was sitting on that rock overlooking smoking when Joseph first shocked himself. Hmm, possibly, possibly. And, uh, yeah, she's got uh, piercing yellow eyes like a hawk or an Assassin's Creed protagonist. <laughs> she has the face of a killer. And she, uh, has shades on her head, which are quite stylish. I mean, she's a stylish femme fatale. She's smoking, she flicks her cigarette away, stubs the cigarette out with her boot, and does the Ojusama laugh. Ojusama. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's the, sort of the, the um, high society Japanese lady when they do the laugh where they, they tilt their hand over their mouth and go, oh, ho, 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 ho. oh right. Yeah. So maybe she is rich because she does that laugh. Maybe. Maybe she comes from a very wealthy background and now she kills people for the pleasure of it. Because the train has been and gone. She's like, I did it. I killed them. Now to kill the other two. Crunchyroll ad. Yep. <laughs> Perfect time for an ad break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Until our friends Joseph and Avdol reveal they aren't dead. They're very much alive. <sighs> What happens, Liam? How are they alive? Well, what, um, what Avdol did is uh, he burnt through the wooden railroad ties between the iron uh, railroad tracks. That's quite smart, yeah. And uh, dug a hole that they could oh, avoid fuck, the train in. For fuck's sake. Look, you can't just immediately dig a hole, okay? Yeah. Do you have a stand? No. Hey, you remember how um, back in the Polnareff versus Avdol fight, Avdol used fire to immediately dig a hole and then ultimately defeated Polnareff with the... Yeah, but that was, like, after quite a while, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. Then he was like, uh... I'm gonna... He said, uh, I used part of Crossfire Hurricane shot into the ground to secretly dig a hole that I could ambush you with. And I remember when Jotaro, uh, was set on fire and he dug himself a hole to escape. Now, see, that I remember. Oh, sorry, I gotta correct myself. Only his coat was set on fire. Uh, yep. So, what I'm saying is when fire is involved, it's very easy to dig a hole. Okay. Because the earth is made hot and malleable. Go on... Does it melt? In sure. It like It's sort of like saturating sugar and water. So they, they got in this hole and the train went safely overhead. They weren't magnetised to the bars for a brief moment, <laughs> I guess. Or more importantly, to the train. Yep, yep. Which is good because if they were, they'd probably be dead. Yeah. Um, they sort of like and Abdul, news on it. says, this is my brand. <laughs> I'm super cool and getting out of problems. You did good, Abdul. And they stand up and he's... Uh, he Now he cuts the railroad line. And they're both standing up with... Uh, Bits of railroad lines stuck to their back. <laughs> I think she, they push each other off one another. Yeah, Maria, Mariah gets a very angry face and she calls them shit-eating bitches. <laughs> Which will become her catchphrase from here on out. Yeah, you know, it's, it's got a lot of uh, SEO potential. It does, it does. It's very uh, toyetic. Toyetic. A lot of merchandising opportunities. You've got ah. the shit-eating bitches mug, mm. shit-eating bitches t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, I'm with you right there. Mm-hmm. What about a shirt? 
I just said that. What about a mug? I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Ah, uh, Magician's Red. Hermit Purple grabs her by the throat. Joseph says, I regret I'm going to strangle you enough to put you in the hospital for a week. Wait, that happens now? Yeah. Be- th- because. Even though Mariah looks like she's in a tight spot. She's not. No, because it looks like her uh, her chest is expanding. Uh, that's mighty unusual. Um, what? Did, what? Yeah, you know, the, um, what's the, what's the word you like to say? Uh, breastuses? That's the one. Her, Looks like they're getting bigger, which is unusual. Ooh. This, ooh. Her breastuses are becoming mightier by and the second. We get a shot of Joseph basically doing a sort of Mickey Mouse style eyeballs when he sees this. Oh my god. You know when, uh, when a, a Looney Tune or a Mickey Mouse will see something shocking or something they're really into and their, their eyes will bug out of their head and oh, their, yeah. their tongue will drop and they're going like... <laughs> and she says, uh, what are you imagining? My chest isn't getting any bigger. Your magnetism just got stronger. And then the, uh, the breastuses start the, getting The pointier. straining fabric of her, um, of her dress shoots forward. And we see that uh, it's not her flesh. Her, her dress is full of a pocket containing a lot of nuts and bolts. A lot of copies of Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. <sighs> now, what I want to know is where the hell was she storing them? Because she says a pocket, but... I guess she has pockets built in her dress like she has snares built into her coat. <laughs> She has a lot of secret ways yeah. here. I mean, she's she's coming prepared for uh, for the powers in her wheelhouse. Give her the yeah. credit she deserves. Life it's a or good death thing, fight, yeah. You know, it's a good thing that uh, she wasn't facing the other way when when the magnetism got sufficiently strong. <laughs> just uh, a... <laughs> it... Uh-oh. This is... Oh, oh, oh it's... Well, I suppose once she felt it, she could just turn around. When well, she she'd have to, Once yeah. she felt it pressing into her body, threatening to rip through her chest and heart. Yeah. And lungs. It's a lot less erotic when you consider that... You know, mighty breastus is getting bigger. You're like, ooh, ooh, it looks wonderful. Versus, yeah, my rib is getting crushed and I'm sort of becoming I'm small. I'm dying. <laughs> How ironic. The only power that could kill me was my own. That is ironic. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe the first usage of ironic that's correct on this show. Well, apart from last week when we were talking about dramatic irony. Or every week where we just made fun of irony. <laughs> Mostly we're making fun of Sheev though, right? God, we are always making fun of Palpatine. What a guy. Yeah, all these nuts and bolts fly at them like bullets, and uh, Avdol tells Joseph to duck. So, and, and you remark that that's not really going to help. I, I basically went, why would ducking help you here? Because if you duck, you're a magnet. Mm. Joseph doesn't duck. He holds out his hands, which are which are buffeted by uh. by high speed nuts and bolts, and he's bleeding a bit. Magician's red helps. I mean, Magician's Red somehow now has the ability to just melt bolts. Nick, Magician's Red always had the ability to melt metal. Remember when he melted that um, iron bar Droderoi tried to shank him with in the first fight? Oh, that was good. Uh, I don't, but I'm willing to believe that it actually happened. Remember how just moments ago he used fire to slice through an iron railroad track? Ooh, I don't, but I'm willing to believe (laughs) that it has happened. Magician's Red, you can't stop him. He's having too much fun. <laughs> he is the life of the party. He is the passion that burns within us all. Yeah. He represents Avdol's sort of high energy. Barely repressed manic energy. <laughs> <laughs> His new image that he should embrace, yeah. but isn't. So she leaves again, and Joseph talks about how, no, she's not trying to escape. She's trying to keep us keep a specific distance from us, because if he gets too close, we can murder her. But if she gets too far away, the magnets will stop. This sounds like a logical predicament. So now that we know that, we can use that to stop her. Look, I'm going to use Hermit Purple to make a map like I do, which is really cool. 
I mean, it looks pretty cool, actually. He hermit-peppers the ground, which draws out a map of the city, which he has done before, but we didn't see it in action. Yeah, well, I mean, we... Yeah. Because we only saw the final finished sand product. Yeah, whereas this time we saw, like, uh, the vines sort of snaking through the ground and making marks in the dirt. And then, like, the sand, or the dirt here, just kind of making the map as it unfolds. This X is us... And this pebble, which is moving along the map somehow, is her. <laughs> With her pebble underneath, just yeah. kind of pushing it along. <laughs> She's going this way. So if we pursue her through here, then split up here, we, we can catch her and be super clever. In some kind of pincer. Oh, Joseph goes on this um, this rant about how, In my younger days, I strategically retreated from many fights, but I never once abandoned a battle, because I'm Joseph Joestar, damn it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, credit where it's due. I mean, okay, that's fine. Great. I'm very happy for you, Joseph. <laughs> He's become a man. Yeah. So they're running along. Then they're not. Well, actually, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. They they leave the um. They're leaving the the railroad side, and we just get a brief cut of them being of of some some bystanders showing up and being like, someone cut the railroad. Who could it have been? Certainly not those men running away with pieces of railroad stuck to their back. The public has been informed. We must leave. Yeah. Just, just sort of a, a brief epilogue of that whole sequence to assuage us that no, hundreds of people aren't going to die when the next train comes by. Yeah. Don't worry, the moral dilemma is sound. Mm. Everything's fine. Smash cut to Iggy yawning as Polnareff and Jodoro are still sitting on that stoop outside the hotel. <laughs> How long has it been now? Um, don't know, but um, we know at the end of the episode it's 9am. So not that long, presumably. Okay, probably like an hour. Yeah, total. hour, two hours tops. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they get shit done. I, I had assumed, based on how angry Polnareff was, that Joseph was sleeping in well past, like, ten. See, so was I. But no, apparently not. No. Oh, I, didn't I, he say I, it was, like, six or something? They, no, he didn't. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pol- There's a bit of a, like, dramatic irony joke where uh, Polnareff goes on this rant about how, why would someone cut the railroad line? That, that's so. That's such a stupid thing to do. That's so selfish. God, what's wrong with him? People like that get exactly what they deserve. Jotaro remains dead silent. I think he goes. At best, he goes. <clears throat> Cut back to the other guys. They're running. They're not attached to each other for some reason. Well, they separated. When they got off the railway line, they separated off one another. But they're only like a meter away from each other. Oh, it's enough. Don't worry. <laughs> they're running along, and beer cans are flying onto them, and things like that. I think this is my favourite bit, yeah, by this, the way. This is good. This, this is, is good. a hilarious bit. Joseph says, there she is. And uh, sh- she's, she goes, uh, they're gaining on me, but they'll never catch me when they're magnets. <laughs> so I think this is when Joseph tells Abdul to split off. Yeah, Abdul peels off, peels off. And Joseph keeps running and we get a bunch of hilarious shots of the, the different magnetic things he's attracting. So I bought this wedding ring for you, my dear. It took three months to Shoot. pay... Oh no! The there, wedding ring! There's a guy riding a bicycle, then Joseph runs by, and then he's he's pedaling in midair. How comical. Oh no! Joseph gets hit in the back by a bike, but keeps going. Uh, ooh, oh no. Uh, uh, there's a large stack or pyramid of... Of, can, of precious antique cans. <laughs> of sweet antique cans. <laughs> uh, so there's like, literally stacked, bigger than this guy is. Mm-hmm. He's like, about to put the last one, he goes... Okay, deep breath, deep breath. Go this display is going to be so good. I'm going to sell so many cans. A guy nearby with a metal tooth in his dentures is there going, ah, that's some good I cans. Hope, I hope they were his dentures. <laughs> be very awkward if they weren't, yeah. Mm. But uh, he's smiling going, oh, that's some good cans. <laughs> so antique. That's some good antique cans. Uh, Joseph runs by. Uh, the cans. 
hoard on him. As do the dentures. As do the dentures. Uh, a dog wearing a metal collar gets yanked roughly. <laughs> uh, and at this point, I think Joseph starts really struggling yeah. to move. He, t- he basically takes two more steps than collapses. Because he's got a lot of shit on his back. He does. He has a lot of stuff on his back. Yeah, he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. Well, I mean, that's... Well, not until the car. Or is that Avdol? That's Avdol. Ah, never mind. Because he collapses and uh, she starts gloating like, You can't chase me now. You're covered in metal shit. Well, that may be true. But I know these roads better than you. Look behind you. It's my friend Avdol right behind you. And And he's like... He goes, Hey... I'm Avdol. I'm right <laughs> behind you. We did a pincer movement. Shit. That may be true, fellas. There's a brief moment of tension. And then she starts laughing. Laughing her evil, posh laugh. Ho, 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 ho. The laugh only a, a person raised in wealth and luxury could have. Ho, 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 ho. Sure. <laughs> and then she says, don't you get it? I'm not cornered. You're cornered. I activate my trap card. And by that I mean I throw my knife into the power cables above us. Okay, bro, that's not a... <gasps> Wait, that is a trap card. So these power cables fling are magnetic. And she, now she says, um, <laughs> she starts gloating about how they're going to be burnt to a crisp. And she's striking a pose with her hand in the air, just in the middle of these electrical cables whipping around all around her. Now, at first I thought that was really dangerous. And I went, whoa, don't get touched by the magnetic. Oh, wait, she controls magnetism. Well, she doesn't, though, necessarily. She just makes other people magnetic, I think. I she's guess. not like Magneto. Well, I thought that she almost kind of would be, because if she can control others, surely she could control her own magnetism. Well, it's, it's not established, mm. but based on what's established in the show, she just makes other people magnetic. It's true. It's true. Because otherwise she could, you know, she wouldn't need to make them magnetic. She could just Magnet throw cars at them and shit. I guess, but it wouldn't be as fun, you know? So she's standing amidst all these whipping power cables and gloating, uh... This is pretty cool. Avdol, like, Avdol burns apart the one that's coming for him and Joseph is less able to stop. He just catches it with Hermit Purple and holds it away from his face as it edges inexorably closer to burning him to a crisp. Mariah notices that Joseph is a lot worse off than yeah. Avdol. <laughs> so I think she gloats, oh, well, your magician's red can hold it off barely, but Hermit Purple... Well, that's another story. I'm going to throw more knives. <laughs> so she throws more knives. Cuts more power. I, I thought it was a neat touch how he saw the knives circling around in the air because of the magnetism coming back and sticking into Joseph. Yeah. He barely reacts because yeah. he's super tough. Because he's Joseph, not yeah. the fucking Joestar. He's a bit more... You know, he's got other priorities right now, not being burnt to a crisp. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of stuck on the ground. Mm-hmm. No way to go. And then... Abdul's on the other side. He's talking about how his, my flames can roast this shit, but it's all too <laughs> heavy. No. Oh, no. And there's a car over there that's starting to vibrate. Oh, no. Here comes a car. And the car smashes into his back. He's fine. He's he, all good. He got literally hit by a car. He's fine. He's Sylvester Stallone, but Egyptian. He's fine. My flames can melt steel, but I can't defend myself from this. And so then we get a shot of Joseph as he starts begging. Yeah. Begging. This, is, this is one of those classic... Jojo's Bizarre Adventure type um, discussions, like what uh, Jodoro did with Anubis a couple of episodes ago, mm. where it sound he, they make it sound like they're begging for their lives, but what in actuality they're doing is trying to give the opponent an out. Yeah, to show, so I'll give them an opportunity to show some mercy and redeem themselves. They don't have to kill them. So Joseph basically goes, you know. Is there anything we can do to just make you stop? She starts talking about how, since this is the end, I'll tell you, Joseph Joestar, you were amazing. 
I haven't known you for long, but you're witty and canny and you have experience young people lack. I'm kind of into you, truth be told. Well, uh, maybe if you're so into me, you can You're a just... real silver fox. Oh. And I'm a real silver vixen on account of my shock of silver hair. Oh. And weird fox eyes. <laughs> we'd, we'd make quite a pair, Joseph Joester. Well, if we make such a pair, why don't you yeah. fucking you stop wanna, trying to murder me? You wanna not kill me? Would that be? I mean, can we, can we do that? Can we just have it so I'm not gonna die? Well, that's an idea. But on the other hand, Dio is just, like, super charming, you know? Oh, but can you not just let me live? Is there anything I can do to convince you? Nah, mate. But I'm begging you. Nah, mate. What, what is that? That's nah, mate. That's like the English nah, mate. That's but, but why? I don't know. It's like the exact opposite of what she sounds like. Sure. Okay. Breaking preconceived logic notions. Keep using that word. I do. I do. <laughs> You're too persistent. And then Joseph says, oh, well, <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> it's a bit fucking late for you then. What they both do is they both push themselves off the ground. Uh-huh. There's a weird, there is a weird sort of graphic where it looks like water's flying out of a nearby storm drain or something. Yeah, I thought he, like... I'm pretty sure that's just motion lines from Joseph pushing himself off the ground. I mean, it could be weird, like, Hamon or something, but... But we didn't hear the, the welcome crackle of Hamon, as Speedwagon says. <laughs> yeah. So... And they both just push themselves into the air. The magnetic force of their huge masses of metal forces them towards each other because they're both on opposite sides of her, and they, they crush her um, between their bulk, as you had ably predicted last week they might do. Although you just said they might hug. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot less, um... This is our involved. pizza attack. Yes. Now, this is quite grisly as they are being pushed together. We see, amidst all the rubble between them, a, a small gap where we can see one of her eyes, which just slowly gets closed over by chunks of car and signage and stuff. And bicycle. Yeah. So she's getting crushed. And eventually she, quote-unquote, passes out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the mag- all the magnets stop. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah, they they both briefly pick themselves up, and we we see shots of them grooming themselves in in mirrors and uh, straightening their hats and looking completely unfazed. Perfect composure. Let's get breakfast. They say. Yeah, I could use a meal. That'd be great. I'm quite hungry after all that running around. It's like nine a.m. Uh, we see a shot of Mariah's arm sticking out from all the rubble, twitching, and she she mutters, "Shit eating bitches." <laughs> And then we get a some... classic catchphrase. The audience <laughs> goes nuts. It's like Kramer just slid into the room. <laughs> and there it is. That's her out. Yep. Uh, the A pop-up on screen informs us that she's been admitted to the hospital because all her bones are broken. Even though she, like, at the last minute flexed her you, hand. You can move with broken bones. It just sucks. Well, no, no, I brought this up earlier where you were like, oh, well, she's out of the fight. And I went, well, hang on. What if she controls magnetism? Of her own body and just comes back in like yeah, jello form. I don't think form. she can do that. But if she's just jello form. I mean, she would be in a colossal amount of pain. Well, if she controls it well enough. But she doesn't do that. We know that she <sighs> makes people magnetic. Oh, all right, fine. Okay. Um, yeah, retired. <laughs> That's it, she's gone. Yeah, back at the stoop outside the hotel. <laughs> the guys finally realize something might be amiss. Hmm, I guess it is 9 a.m. Yeah. I wonder where they might be. You don't think they're in trouble, do you, Jodoro? Ponderef says, They're taking longer than a woman getting dressed. Oh, <laughs> hilarious, Ponderef. That is oh. funny from a French what man. A, what a hot take. Man, that is very 80s. <laughs> maybe they've encountered an enemy. Let's go, let's go have a look. Yeah, maybe we should check it out. I know, Iggy, you're hungry, so am I. And they walk off and 
a man is watching them. Hey, a man. A man. He's in a sort of purple jacket. He's got big hair. Big hair. Big hair that looks kind of like moose antlers. (laughs) Okay, never have I ever heard someone's hair been described as moose antlers. Would you say that's accurate? I don't know. You want to get a brief look at him, to be fair. It... I thought it was an afro at first, but then the back shot made it look like these... So it's, it's, it's sort of flat on top. Yeah, it's it like... It goes out to the side a lot. It's a bit like very manly, manly ponytails. Ponytails? Pigtails. Pigtails. I don't think so. Excessively manly to the point it's not really pigtails anymore. I don't think it's moose antlers, though. Because moose antlers stick up. Okay, sure. You can butt people with them. These are like... Speed wings. Speed wagons. Yeah, these are speed wings, right? They come to the back, like, you know how Naruto, all the ninjas run with their arms out the back? <laughs> it's like that. It's like that, but your hair. Sure, okay. They're aeroblades. <laughs> this guy steps forward and he says, Well, Joseph and Avdol are off being murdered by Mariah. Spoiler alert, that didn't work. That, yep, poor planning. I, Alessi, will kill these guys. Alessi. And then the final shot of the episode is, uh, Sort of a weirdly shaped shadow he's casting, which opens two fleshy eyes. <gasps> oh my god. To be continued. I think I know what the next power's gonna be. Do you? Hey I mean, Nick, what was your highlight for this episode? I reckon my highlight would have to be the the bit where Joseph is running along mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all the magnetism All the magnetism All the magnetism just starts just happening. That, that cavalcade of nonsense. Just the wedding ring. As soon as that happened, I was like, of course, of course it was. And then from there. It was just history. That's it. Okay. I liked the bit where um, where they had cut the railroad spike and they stood up and they were like, we're going to get you. When he dug his way out? Yeah. Or the immediate aftermath of that. Oh, okay. All right. Had a purple around the throat. And then bam. The dirt is gone. <laughs> it's time to kill some bitches. Nick, what was your least favourite part of this episode? I think I've spoken at length about what mine was. Why? What was it? Was it the, uh, the train? Sort bit? of gay panic bit. Oh, that! Oh, I never would have gotten that impression. Hey, you. <laughs> um, least favorite. Hmm. 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 I mean, I want to say it's the bit with the digging because if it ever happens again, I'm just gonna be like, well, it's the same trick, like five times now. It's the same trick. They just dig their way out of an impossible. At this point, no, dig up, stupid. <laughs> at this point, if they said, oh, I can control dirt itself. And they control dirt, and then another guy digs his way out of the dirt. Like, didn't you see? I just dug my way out of it. That's it. So basically you hate it because of the theoretical possibility it might happen again. But it did happen. It's happened like three times. Uh, Also, it takes longer than that to dig a hole. Nick, it hasn't. I don't know what to tell you. (sighs) Yep, that's my least favorite part. Cool. There you go. And my next question is, Mm. Nick. Yes? What do you think is going to happen next time... Uh, on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 3, Stardust Crusaders, Season 2, Battle in Egypt. Season 2, Battle in Egypt? Yeah. Of Part 3. Is this news to you? I thought it was Season 3, Part 2. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Just rolled my eyes at you <laughs> super hard. Iraqi may be okay with... I haven't finished the question yet. I oh. confirmed the episode title. Sethan's Alessi, Part 1. Ooh, Sethan's Alessi. So that's uh, the god Set, or Seth. Sethan. I imagine. Who's the crocodile? Crocodile? Crocodile. He's crocodile. Sonic Boom. Wouldn't it be Swamp Boom? Shut up. <laughs> um, so, right, he's the alligator crocodile god guy, if I remember correctly. If you say so. Uh, so there's that. I reckon 
from what we've seen so far, his power... Shadow with weird eyes. Yeah, that's basically it. It's a shadow with weird eyes. So he's going to control shadow. Okay. So... And what does that do? Okay, there's two ways I can see this going. It's either going to be like centerfold, where he attacks in the mirror on the mirror self. So the shadow attacks the shadow of someone else. And then it attacks their shadow. Mm -hmm. And then they take damage and all that. Or the shadow's just going to like come out of the ground and just slash people with a shadow chainsaw. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what possible weapon a shadow could... Maybe he's just going to pincer them with his head. You know? He does have a round head with a big spike. So there's that. Yeah. But then it'd be super short range, wouldn't it? Because it's his shadow. I mean, Alice's shadow can... What? Detach. Or sort of snake along. Mm. Or he uses tricks of light to extend it. Ooh, that's a good idea. Anytime they walk into a shadow of a building, that's it. You're gone. It could be that he controls other shadows, maybe. Jotaro has to battle his own shadow. Yeah. Shadow battle. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. Could you imagine if Polnareff and Jotaro had to beat their own shadows? Just like in the Water Temple. Oh, man, that'd be good. That'd be good. I'd be down for that. All right, so that's what you think? Yeah, I, well, I think it's going to be the more subversive one where uh, he uses the shadows to attack them. And then how will they defeat him? Um, well, for one thing, don't stand in the darkness. Ah, or do stand in the dark. Well, because what I'm thinking is happening. If everything's shadow, nothing is. Yeah, because what I'm thinking will happen is it might be something along the lines of a pillar or some kind of building. The shadow will attack the shadow of the building and that will destroy the pillar or building and it'll make it fall on them or start to fall on them. And so he'll try to attack them like that. And then way. he'll be riding the top of the pillar and uh, Silver Chariot will exactly. shoot him in the neck with his sword. Exactly that. Uh, so that sort of weird subversive kind of approach does that answer the question that you literally just asked maybe i'm not sure and that's the end of that chapter oh how are they gonna beat it well yeah there's a pillar that falls on nick (laughs) we have some listener correspondence this (gasps) week yes comes from uh f2 who writes uh just caught up with the podcast again we're saving some apps up for a trip and you guys kept me company during some pretty heinous turbulence so thanks for that no worries, man. Also, I had some horrible acid-style flashbacks of the little ditty that played between ads on Cheese TV after you mentioned it. I completely <gasps> forgot it existed. Oh my god, I completely forgot it existed. But okay now, question for both of you, but mostly Nick right now. Go on. Have your opinions on any of the characters changed since first meeting them? Especially after things like the Oingo Boingo episode, where you see more of how they interact with one another, and the dumb bullshit they apparently get up to in their spare unthreatened time. Although I guess we kind of know what your guys' opinions on the new and improved metal diaper Avdol is already. <laughs> anyway, keep up the great podcast. Okay. Uh, well, I have different opinions of almost everyone since I first met them. Okay. Okay, Polnareff, obviously, I'm like, man, what an idiot. And now I'm like, man, Polnareff, what a guy. Like, what, he's dealt with some shit. What a cool idiot. <laughs> yeah, what a cool idiot. I think is the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Because it went from, uh, do we have to deal with this guy for boring? Yeah, where he's just like, oh, he's a bad boy. But now after learning more about him as time has gone on, where he's just an idiot. The cigarette trick. The transparent colour. That time he was just hanging out in the desert with a coffee mug for like two days. Yeah, and you're just there going, are you this much of like, a I don't know, like an airhead or something? (laughs) To completely forego any sense of personality... Because if so, sign me the hell up. Okay. That's great. Um, Joseph, when we first met him, I thought, oh, he seems like an upstanding citizen helping out the weak. In the, and No, 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 that's not what Joseph is about. Abdol, well, new Abdol is weird. <laughs> Certainly different. Certainly different. I will give it that. Yeah. 
Kakuin? Um, he's about the same. Yeah, he hasn't been around a while. Really. Yeah, that's the problem is that he's... And when he was, he didn't really do much. <laughs> he's still... He stole that car, which was cool. Yeah, he's still, like... Killed that baby. He's still very sinister. Killed and ate that baby. <laughs> he did kill and eat the baby. <laughs> he's still very sinister. In the first episode, you had him attacking Jotaro in a very backhanded, sinister way. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much just stayed consistent as he finds new sinister backhanded ways to defeat his enemies. It's just that now he's on the good side, so... Great. Yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, we haven't known him for long, but thoughts on Iggy? I like Iggy. Okay. Iggy's a cool guy. He's got some personality to him. I'm really hoping we see more of him in, like, just one episode, where it's just an Iggy episode. Well, um, we've got to tilt our hand a bit here, since it's come up, uh... You may recall, and the listener may be shocked to learn, that the clip that I sent you to convince oh, uh, that's convince right. you to do this podcast with me was uh, footage of an Iggy battle. Was that Iggy? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, no, I remember that, yeah. yeah. Where it was something like they're underwater or something, which was... I don't know. I've completely forgotten what it was. I just remember a very deep voice narrating a dog attacking like an eagle or something underwater. And it was like, well, I better be careful, otherwise the enemy will gain the upper hand. And I was like, what? Liam, what is this show? And you went, why don't you find out? Pretty much, yeah. And thus began the long voyage. Thus began a certain bizarre <laughs> adventure. Oh, how bizarre. Now, I have listener correspondence. Yes, uh, I was intrigued to learn about this. Someone's found a means to contact Nick beyond my supervision, which I am very salty about. <laughs> so, so what's happened is, we, we sell, well, I sell, I'm selling the selling quote unquote, I'm selling the song that we use as the intro on Bandcamp at milkjuice with two O's dot bandcamp.com. Now, some guy has bought that song for an amount of money. I'm very salty at Bandcamp for other reasons, but anyway. (laughs) um, But he, as like the the message you can send on Bandcamp, because whenever you spend money, you can say, oh, I want to send a message to this guy to like tell them I like them or whatever. Okay. He sent along a message directed at me. That starts with, does this count as listener correspondence? And I immediately went, uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> so, free from the eyes of that pesky Liam, I'm actually just going through Bandcamp in order to support you guys and give you my useless anime trivia. Ooh. Yeah, here we go. Did you know there was actually a Phantom Blood movie intended <gasps> to be released in 2007? Araki just considered the movie so bad that it was never released on home video and is considered a lost film now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, for a random idea, how about a special after you finish part four where you watch the recent live action part four movie? Or perhaps a special covering the finale of part three. Either way, I'm looking forward to the rest of Stardust Crusaders covered and I'm always excited to hear, <laughs> to hear bizarre Nick's, pre- <laughs> Nick's predictions for what will happen next. All right. Um... And he's uh, attached some stuff. Oh, that's from- nice. So, so yes, I, I have, I am aware of that that movie. I think I have in fact seen some some clips of it that have made them work their own online. That they're quite sporadic. Yeah. Uh, the thing I know about it is that apparently Speedwagon's barely in it. I mean, it says right here. Oh, so it does. Yep. Yeah. Um. Other than Ogre Street. Yeah, Speedwagon's there for the Ogre Street fight, and then just what's the point then? Yeah, I mean, what's the point of the whole series if not I guess Speedwagon? You're kind of preserving everything that happens in the narrative. Uh, apart from that sick moment where he shows up in the Joe Star Manor being like, I'm street smart. I know this Dio guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't really do a great deal in Phantom Blood other than that. Well, he's kind of the proxy, isn't he? Where he explains he's... what's going on. Now, I I do think you are misusing that word. What? 
Isn't wait? Isn't he's, Speedwagon the guy who goes? Oh, he's doing he, this thing. Yeah, he's sort of the he's the point of view character kind. Yeah. Of. He's relatable. He's the uh, viewpoint. But he's explaining to us. He's explaining to us what's happening. Yeah. So he's the proxy, right? Where, like, we don't necessarily know what's happening. So he's the guy that we go through to get if, the explanation. I don't know if that's necessarily what that word means. But this is splitting hairs, and we should do this off air. <laughs> I had an idea a while ago that if we ever did a a live show, which chances are we never will because mm. we're not that popular and also it's a different difficult format for that i would love to do it in response to the phantom blood movie oh god it'd be so good we could just like book out like what a bar or something get people in and just go right it's a movie night everyone we're gonna watch this terrible film <laughs> well no because there are laws about streamings of films all right uh, guys we're not gonna watch it <laughs> uh but we would discuss it we're gonna discuss this film yeah. for an amount of time mm-hmm. yeah shit doing a live show would be great wouldn't it did you get to talk about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in a bar? All right. Is that all there is no correspondence? I think so. Yeah. He's just linked like the cover and um, some concept art. Thank it. you, uh, supporter and writer. Uh, Nick did not credit. Hang on. Let me just go find out who it is. Jacob Brooks. Thank you, Jacob. And that more or less brings us to the end of the episode. Oh. If you want to correspond with me, you can uh, contact me at jojospodcast at gmail.com or jojospodcast on Twitter. If you want to correspond with Nick, you can apparently buy Jojo Wave and send him subversive secret messages. I mean, if you want to do that, by all means, give me money. But go through Liam if you have actual questions. (laughs) Uh, On the subject of giving us support, we are currently exploring some options uh, regarding if anyone wants to help support the show, though we haven't got any firm commitments in that regard yet yeah because i've got Bandcamp, but that's just me mm. this doesn't help liam at all <laughs> <laughs> obviously this isn't a, a for-profit venture but it, it would be nice if we were actively not actively making a loss <laughs> on, the sh- on the show in terms of web hosting and stuff every episode is like three thousand dollars i <laughs> yeah. mean you guys you guys get a great bargain here <laughs> until next time to, to be, be continued, continued. やれやれだぜ。